This is the post-game podcast on the Blood Red channel, bringing you all the big match reaction with views from the press box, the dugout and the stands. Champions of the world. How does that sound? From Anfield to Madrid, Istanbul to Doha, the Reds quite simply have now won the lot. We're time here on Blood Red to bring you all the reaction you need to a historic night as Liverpool win the Club World Cup. This is the post-game podcast and I'm Guy Clark as we take you through all the fallout to the Reds winning the FIFA Club World Cup for the very first time. Roberto Firmino finishing off Flamengo in extra time in a game that had incident excitement and emotion. Well, coming up, we'll hear your thoughts here on the Post Game Podcast. Champions League winners, Super Cup winners, and now Club World Cup winners, Everton and the teenagers on Twitter are going to be well jealous. As well as that, we'll hear from Jurgen Klopp in his post-match press conference. We had some fun few moments in the past when I really struggled finding the right words in, a, in not my native language for describing my respect for the boys, how they how they do it. It's incredible. But let's now get ourselves over to Doha to hear from our team out there and with his verdict on the game is the Liverpool Echo's chief LFC writer and that is Ian Doyle. Well, it's all over and it's a bit of history for Liverpool. They have won Roberto Firmino's goal and the 1-0 win against Flamengo here at the Khalifa International Stadium. It was a bit of a hard slot for the Reds. The goal coming in the 99th minute, nine minutes into uh, an extra time period that, well, to be honest, it shouldn't have really have happened because of something that happened towards the end of the uh, normal time. And we'll come to that in a minute. But you know, Firmino has proven the talisman for Liverpool in this competition. He got the late goal against Monterey in the semi-final uh, and to get Liverpool into this game. And he's done it again. It was a great goal as well. Uh, all started with uh, Jordan Henderson's pass, who, by the way, was absolutely fantastic. A real captain's performance from the skipper. He played a ball forward, got in behind the uh, the Flamengo defence onto Sadio Mane, got the ball. He raced into the area and showed great awareness to play the ball back inside to Firmino, who was racing on. Firmino then showed great calm, great, great touch from the, strike, from the striker. Took one touch, sent the goalkeeper and the defender one way, and then he was able to cut back onto his right foot and put the ball into the net, and that was the only goal of the game. Uh, there was a, as I say, there was a controversial incident in the first minute of uh, injury time at the end of normal time when Liverpool were awarded a penalty when Sadio Mane was fouled by Rafinha. Uh, the referee, who, to be perfectly honest, wasn't very good at all. And uh, I know from looking at social media that many Liverpool fans and Flamengo fans thought exactly the same thing. It was a little bit out of his depth, but he gave, initially gave the penalty and then was uh, advised to go and consult with VAR, which he had a look at. And it was right to have a look at that because it wasn't a penalty. It should have been given as a foul outside the area and possibly a red card for Rafinha. Instead, uh, he came out with a, an interesting solution of basically awarding the ball to Flamengo because otherwise it should have really been a goal kick if he wasn't going to say it was a foul. But Liverpool were very, very unhappy with that. You could see that at the during the extra time period or just preparing for it. Jordan Henderson particularly was in the area of the referee. But... In the end, they you know, used that as an inspiration to get the job done. As I say, this is the first time that Liverpool have won the competition. In fact, in all three previous finals, they didn't even score a single goal. So it's taken them 369 minutes of uh, Club World Cup final football to actually get a goal. And that is all that they needed. There were a, a number of excellent performers on the day. Joe Gomez, in particular, I thought did very, very well at centre-back alongside Virgil van Dijk. Uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold had a tough time defensively at times uh, up against Bruno Henrique who's the, possibly Flamengo's best player on the day but he coped well in the end and certainly at the beginning uh, in the first couple of minutes he created two chances one for uh, Roberto Firmino which he 
he should have scored early on. Another one where he put Salah through and he cut it back to Cater. He put that over the bar. And had those goals gone in, or those shots gone in, sorry, then it would have been a completely different story. Liverpool would have been on top. But Flamengo got back into the game. You have to give them credit. They're a, they're a strong team, very robust, and uh, didn't mind putting in the odd tackle. Although, rather strangely, uh, we saw the strange sight of all three Liverpool's forwards being booked. I don't think that's ever happened before. Uh, but Liverpool made to work hard for it. I say Joe Gomez had a very good game. Alison Becker made one very good save from uh, Gabriel Barbosa, the danger man for Flamengo. It was possibly the only chance that he had, and Alison was uh, equal to it. And it was quite interesting that it, that it was Alison and it was uh, Firmino who were the two main men in that sense for Liverpool at the decisive moments that Jurgen Klopp mentioned after the, afterwards when he was speaking to the press. He said that we, he said that we did very well in those particular moments. They were both Brazilian, playing against Brazilian opposition, and they know, certainly Firmino knows, just how important this competition is to, to people in Brazil. I mean, Liverpool's fans were outnumbered in the stadium here. There were more than 15,000 Flamengo fans, and they uh, they certainly made a, a large din. Uh, but Liverpool had the support of a lot of the locals, and it was quite funny at the end of the game, or so should I say afterwards, where they gave out the individual awards. Um, Mohamed Salah, rather than Roberto Firmino, uh, won the player of the tournament. That, that is even though Firmino got the rightly got the man of the match. Well, I say rightly. I mean, personally, I gave it to Jordan Henderson, but you couldn't really argue with Firmino's contribution. But Mohamed Salah got an award for the player of the tournament, and it was just basically just to appease you. Probably the locals gave them a massive cheer, but at the end, Jordan Henderson steps up. He uh, picks up another trophy. That's three in six months for Liverpool and of course as uh, we found out that the result back home means that Liverpool still remain 10 points clear at the top of the Premier League with a game in hand and basically it's a happy Christmas for everybody. Ian Doyle wishing everyone a happy Christmas. It really then is a momentous night out in Doha. Well, Jurgen Klopp to come shortly, but before that, the thoughts of a couple of you who've got in touch through our Blood Red podcast Facebook group. Sarah Downey Ruiz Velasco keeps it short and sweet. Not Gabby Yo, Bobby Yo, world champions. Joshua Worthington, Super Cup winners, Champions League winners, FIFA Football World Cup winners. Let's get that Premiership title and retain the Champions League. And Paul Worsley says, I wonder if the Flamengo fans will create a song pointing out how they lost against Liverpool in 2019. Liverpool FC World Club Champions 2019. We'll read out more of your reactions to come, but let's now hear from the man who made it all possible, Jurgen Klopp. Good morning, Jurgen. Uh, congratulations. Thank you. What's it like to be sitting six months on from being European champions to now here, world champions? Great, to be honest, really great. Um, we are all kind of exhausted, more or less, from, from a very intense game. Um, but I, I, in moments like this, we had some few moments in the past when I really struggled finding the right words in, a, in not my native language for describing my respect for the boys, how they how they do it. It's incredible. It was an incredible performance, an incredibly difficult game against a good opponent. Um, but we made so we did so many good things, <laughs> unbelievable. So many good football moments. Um, everybody was for different reasons on the edge, pretty much. Um, um, but I saw so many sensational good performances. Um, and I'm really happy. I'm really happy. It's for our, of course, for our supporters, the atmosphere in the stadium was great. Flamenco was supporters had the whole week a party week here. Unfortunately, we now maybe they cannot celebrate that much, but they should be proud of what they did and what the, what their team did. Um, but I think we deserved the the win tonight. We got a better side. Um, we 
in, a, in some moments we had a really good goalie, in all the other moments we, we were um, the, the dominant team. And um, so I'm, I'm really happy. Thank you. So finally, Liverpool has broken the jinx uh, by not winning the Club World Cup. Do you think this uh, season uh, will be the season where you will uh, win the Premier League? <laughs> no idea, no idea really. Um, in this moment, we have to look at a wonderful night for us, for the club, um, for everybody who is with us. Um, there are always, of course, things that are not so positive because it was not the last game of the season and um, Oxley Jemelin was got injured in, uh, in, in one of these, uh, of, um, one situation. So, and we play in five days again, so that's, what, that's a tough period, but the boys, game after game after game, they really show their desire to make the next step, show their desire to win the next game, show their desire to win the next challenge, and I'm really happy with that. Where it leads us to have no idea for tonight, we couldn't do more than winning this game, winning the first time for this wonderful club, um, the, the, the team World Cup and um, the Club World Cup and it's, it's, it's really, I said before the game, I don't know exactly how it would feel, now I can say it's outstanding, absolutely sensational, um, I'm so proud of, uh, of the boys and um, yeah, couldn't be better. Um, we know that usually the level of the FIFA World Cup here is totally different than European games. I would like to know what do you think about uh, the, the level of this game comparing to Premier League games? Why should I compare a, a game in the Team World Cup with a Premier League game? There's absolutely no reason for it. Flamenco is um, a really, really good football team and I think we were tonight a better team. That's why we won it. Um, so that's all what we need to know. I, I'm not here to make judgments about quality of, of, of um, between end and what is Brazilian football. Brazilian delivers m most of the footballers in world football all over the world wherever you go Brazilian is there and is um, probably one of the best if not the best in the team so they should be really proud of that but for different reasons some of these players play in other countries and three of them play in my team and they are very very important to us very decisive and uh, Bobby could score tonight this goal which meant the world to him and for us um, and that's a really nice story but um, I won't compare um, leagues or levels. All good. Mr. Klopp, uh, good evening. Uh, Pedro Martins from Sport TV Portugal. I'd like to know what do you think that balanced the game? It was the physical condition uh, of your players or the tactical uh, that Flamengo had today? I think in possession we did a lot of stuff that Flamengo didn't like. Um, we played Flamengo defense in a 4-4-2 system. They changed slightly. Did Everton in the centre more, and um, for that another player played the wing um, because they showed respect to us. Um, and but with the step-ins of our centre halves, um, it made life difficult for them to defend these things. Joe Gomez, Virgil van Dijk stepped in midfield. Um, could pass the ball on the wing, and that's then difficult. You have to defend, they have invested a lot to defend these situations. But, how I said, it was a very intense game, and for different reasons, it was not our best game which we ever played, but it was more than good enough to deserve the win tonight, and, um, and for 120 minutes, unfortunately, but um, even that is absolutely okay. We, we, we said today, 
if we so we spoke a lot about it that whatever it means for European teams to win this competition. But now we are here, and if we really want to win it, we have to show that to everybody. And I think my, my players showed that from the first second. That's the most important thing. From a tactical point of view, I have to watch the game again. But I just think we were a better team in the physical physicality. Both teams suffered tonight. Both was for both teams really hard. Maybe in the extra time, it was slightly fresher, whatever. So. <laughs> You, the, the goalie of, um, of Flamengo had a cramp, um, and that's, that shows that they had a lot of games. I couldn't respect them more. That's how, how the, the season they played is exceptional, absolutely exceptional. But tonight it was not about that. Tonight is about was about better decision makings in decisive moments, and try to win the game. And um, we did that, and so I'm really happy with that. Rajani Fatih from Raya newspaper. My question to you. Did you expect the scenario that uh, transpired in the match uh, to go into extra time? And in the first half and the second half, uh, Liverpool players were playing individually. And your comment on uh, winning, more winning the best player in the tournament? I think actually the first, the first two questions you asked, I answered already. Um, and. The last part with Mo winning winning the, 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 the award completely okay. Um, we we are not for individual awards. Mo is not for individual awards. We are here as a team, and Mo wins it in in, in kind of his home. Um, that's absolutely okay, and we everybody of of the team loved the fact that he got these. Uh, he played really well, to be honest. He was a threat constantly. He looked pretty much the fittest of all, because he had for some reason not. He was slightly injured in the last couple of weeks. He had not exactly the same number of minutes than others, but he's anyway a natural fit boy. So, and he was a constant threat for the opponent. Um, set up two goals in a. Was involved, set up one goal in the first game, was involved in the second goal, and tonight again very, very decisive. So, yeah, well deserved. Sudan. Nasser Babker from Sudan. Liverpool scored a goal. In the final, in the stoppage time, in the semi final, and today you only scored one goal at the latter time of the. And in the Premier League, you have scored many goals in the final minutes of the match. Is this the strength of Liverpool? In the season, it looks like. To be honest, yeah, so right. we had a few late goals in the Premier League. Um, we don't want to have late goals, but uh, they were necessary because we were either in, in behind or um, it was level in the game. So they were all very, very important, these late goals, like it was tonight. And yeah, the boys um, <laughs> developed, improved in the, last, in the last months, in the last two, three years, a lot. So, and when you when you start believing, then you then you believe through the full 90, 95 minutes or tonight 125 minutes, and um, we believe in the fact that there's always a chance. It's not that we expect that it will always happen, but we believe in a chance. And the goal was brilliant, absolutely brilliant, really nice piece of football. So I'm delighted about that. Hey Jürgen, just how is Ox after his injury? I spoke a second ago with him. Um, you may have been see it already on in television again. For us in the game, it was not so easy. He showed me now the video, and he get uh, when he's landing, he gets uh, the kick and then rolls over. Um, he feels okay. We will see. It's now, of course, not perfect. 
far away from being perfect, but we will see if, if is, is a ligament stretched only or is it ruptured, partly ruptured, whatever we have to see. Um, that's a big shadow again, but um, that's how it is in contact sport. Um, so he seems to be okay. Mr. Klopp, Fernando Valleca de Barros Metro, uh, congratulations for the title. What quality of Flamengo have surprised you more positively? And uh, do you have a surprise for the game has arrived to the extra time? Do you think, do you thought that it was possible to kill the match during the 90 minutes? Thank you very much. Flamengo didn't surprise us. We saw, as I told you in the first press conference, press conference before the game, I saw a lot of Flamengo football in the last few days. Um, and especially the Santos game was for us a very important game. Then, of course, here the game against Al Hilal was a very important game. Al Sat. Hilal? Who did I play? Sorry. Uh, don't want to be disrespectful. But um, I saw a lot of football, and, um, and that's, they don't, didn't surprise us. I thought, um, and that's what we always think with all the analysis we do, they didn't play before against us. So it means um, we, we, we want to be different in, 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 in specific moments and we were different tonight as well. Again, it was just um, the counter press was in a lot of moments outstanding. Um, the passing, the position game, positioning game was really, really good. Um, and so we caused them a lot of problems. And yes, of course, I thought it's possible in 90 minutes, especially with this penalty situation, yes or no, that would have been pretty much the perfect moment um, to, to finish the game. But then um, there was a different decision. I thought, again, the boys um, dealt really well with that because that's, of course, not easy. You, you have, uh, everybody's exhausted. It's pretty much done. You think you not halfway through, but you have to get a penalty, then you don't get a penalty, and I really thought the boys dealt really well with that. So, no surprises, and um, it was like a football game should be. Two teams try everything to win, and we won it. We congratulate you for winning this title. So you have won the Club World Cup and uh, Leicester City lost today. Four days from today, you will be playing a very important match in the Premier League against Leicester City. And also, don't you think that uh, uh, playing many matches will uh, make players exhausted and uh, could affect their physical condition? I think I, I answered that question really often enough. I spoke about the schedule for all the players, that it's too much, and I will not start that discussion now again. If we wouldn't have played here tonight, so if we wouldn't have played a semi-final um, here, then we would have played against Aston Villa one day earlier. If we wouldn't have played tonight here, we would have played at West Ham. So same number of games, same situation. The difference is the climate here, even though it was not as warm as probably Europeans would have expected in a moment, is still something we have to adapt to. It's, you could see that in each session. It's, it's just different. So, and um, we are used to, to different uh, weather conditions, and that's what's difficult for all the teams and um, for us as well. Um, so, but that's the only, the only thing which is special. Apart from that, we had the same number of games like we would have had at home. We will play the West Ham game. We don't know yet, but uh, any point in a new year. 
um, and that will be then tough to, to find a moment for when we can play that game, but until then, um, yeah, we will not think about that. We have the same number of games like Leicester had and Man City had and other teams had, so all good. We have to make sure that we come home safely and then um, recover in the plane already, if possible, and um, then prepare the Leicester game. Hi, Jürgen. David Gerges from SNTV. Can I just ask you about Roberto Firmino? Sadly, sometimes strikers are judged on their numbers, and he hasn't got as many goals as Sadio and Mo this year. But after two goals in two games, how pleased are you with that going back as he try and challenge for the Premier League title? The best of our three boys up front there and all the others. Um, if one is not scoring, then the other one is scoring. All the other two ones are scoring. So, Dibok Origi, for example, nobody's talking about him, scored incredibly important goals. Zelen um, Shakiri scored last year incredibly important goals or set them up. Mo Salah scores for us phew, incredible number of goals, all of them very important, but not always. And then Sadio is stepping up and scores incredibly important goals. And now here, we needed obviously Bobby's goals. And um, here they are. Um, and I couldn't be more happy for him that he could score that goal because before the game we spoke a lot what this what this competition means to Brazil, to South American people or um, especially Brazilian people and we have two Brazilians so and he's one of them and um, it means the world to him and it helped us, helped us a lot and on top of that it was a sensational goal, completely calm. Um, you see the last goal helped obviously um, to bring these things back and um, so really, really delighted for him. Jurgen Klopp speaking to the media following the 1-0 win over Flamengo as Liverpool were crowned champions of the world. Well, let's now get to some of our regular contributors and to kick us off is Steve Dawson out in Doha watching the game unfold in front of his very eyes. What a night. Tremendous atmosphere in that stadium. I have to say it was, it was mainly down to the Flamengo fans. They were really passionate and made the evening very, very exciting indeed. There, there were pockets of Liverpool fans all over the stadium, but they were, they were outnumbered and, and outsung, certainly, uh, by the Flamengo fans who were just extremely passionate, as I said, but very well behaved and very respectful. I was there with my daughter and there was no, no hint of, uh, of trouble anywhere. Um, everyone was, you know, shaking hands at the end, and um, wonderful credit to their country and their club. So, congratulations to Flamengo. It was a, it was a, a strong performance from their team, uh, but the, it was the fans that stood out for me. Um, they were singing long before the kickoff, and and they continued through what was a an excellent start for Liverpool. I thought we had three chances, and had we. And we took one of them away. Really, it could have been a, a very different shape to the game. But uh, Dobby Firmino in particular, I think, slotted one over the bar. And you know, we could have had two or three perhaps in the first 10 minutes or so. It was very, very intense after that. They were all the way through the 90 minutes and, and uh, into extra time. thought the referee gave us nothing at all. I mean, he was really quite poor. Um, so I felt like we were taking on the crowd, a very, very good football team, and uh, the officials as well. But uh, Bobby came to the rescue. He, he was, uh, for me, 
Well, one of, one of two Liverpool players that really, really stood out. He never looked as if he was going to lose possession with the ball at his feet. He just looked so confident. Um, I mean, Mo Salah had a good game. So did Sadio Mane. Or, but both of them were outnumbered. But Firmino was the one who, in tricky situations, just looked so, so such an expert with the ball at his feet. He was able to just have that confidence to knock the ball on or dribble through or turn around and use his body as a shield to the ball. I mean, really showed his, his expertise tonight. And I think the other player that really stood out for Liverpool was Joe Gomez. I think we all know that up to the point where he got injured this time last year, he was he was certainly our number one centre-back to play alongside Virgil van Dijk. And he's been a little bit shaky since then. Uh, it's been difficult for him because he keeps being placed at the, the right full-back position to give Trent a rest. And it's not really where he excels, but I thought he was outstanding today. Dominant in the air. He was quick to the ball, to the interception. Um, Virgil had a good game, I thought, but... but but Joe was uh, was the better player on the night, and uh, I would be very, very confident now of making him our um, number one centre back alongside Virgil again. Although, yeah, can't wait for uh, Joel Matip to get back to fitness because we we've, we've really got a, a good strong lineup at centre back. I, I'd certainly resist dipping into the transfer market. We've got we've got four excellent players there. We've got Fabinho when he's fit, who can also slot in. I think. Jordan Henderson didn't do a bad job the other night and um, James Miller could even do that. So I wouldn't dip into the transfer market um, just just for that reason. Uh, this is a, a fabulous win for Liverpool. I, I remember the previous three World Club Cups uh, where we were very frustrated, particularly so against um, Flamengo when Zico just took us apart with a beautiful through ball over the head of the defence and then that free kick that was fumbled by Bruce Grobler and the uh, second goal came from the rebound there and and it just looked a step too far for Liverpool in those days but pretty confident really this year that we would manage to to get the big one and it, it really does my head in people to think that we should have sent the kids and, and played uh, for a victory in the Carabao. I think it's been mentioned recently we were, we were disrespected by the people that organised the Carabao Cup they should have rearranged that fixture. They should have had respect for Liverpool on this on this big stage. I think this will this will help us with our Premier League campaign. You know, it, it'll give us great confidence, um, confidence that we deserve to have because we're an outstanding team. We find ways to win. We have tremendous fitness. We score late on, and that's what happened today. You know, we had we were the fitter team, created the better chances. We were the the stronger team mentally and um, we're good substitutes as well I'm so pleased for the lads and for Jurgen Klopp this is a great time to be a Liverpool supporter and I'm really looking forward to I think it's China 2021 isn't it the next World Cup the revamped World Club Cup where I think they're going to have 16 teams what a prospect that is um, I'll be booking my ticket as soon as possible looking forward to that roll on left Galasahi at Galasahi on Twitter G-U-L-A-S-A-H-I. Steve Dawson there out in Doha at the Khalifa International Stadium as the Reds became world champions. Let me point it out now, we won't tire of saying that one. Well, more to come shortly as we pay tribute to the man with the armband. And I think it just highlighted again, not only 
his technical ability, which is far, far underrated, but also his leadership, his communication. More like that after this. The Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel. So Jordan Henderson getting his hands on another trophy for the Reds. What a leader he has become. With our next two contributors paying tribute to the skipper. Mark Baker to come, but before him is Matt Whitty. Well, there it is. We've got another trophy. We've seen Henderson do his amazing trophy lift, which I absolutely love. Um, and yeah, long may that continue. Yeah, it was. Uh, I thought after the first four or five minutes, when we had those two brilliant chances to start off um, with uh, Firmino and Cater, that we were probably just going to um, just going to batter them. But they they kind of the, the, the chances dried up. They um, Flamengo grew into the game, and it was weird really because we're so used to over the last twelve months or so teams shutting off the central. Avenue and the fullbacks being given a bit more space that actually we had so little space down the channels and we almost kind of forgot how to attack down the middle. So yeah, that was a bit uh, a bit bit of a new experience for us. Um, yeah, and I thought uh, I thought I thought on the night I thought uh, credit to firstly Joe Gomez. I thought he had a really really good game at centre back. Um, cut out a lot. Um, was really good on the ball. And yeah, it's just great to see that uh, he's uh, he sort of stepped up again as he did um, last season. So yeah, really, really good. And I think just kind of reinforces the fact that you kind of do need four really good centre-backs uh, going into uh, a packed league season with so many cup competitions on, on top of it. Really. So yeah, really, 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 really pleased for... For Gomez to put in a performance like that in a in a big game, um, also really pleased for Henderson. I thought he was brilliant tonight. I thought he was a it was a, it was a proper captain's performance. He was talking to the ref. Um, I don't really want to go on about the ref, but there's probably not many Liverpool fans watching the game that agreed with much of what the referee did. Um, so uh, yeah, I mean the the penalty it, it did look on the replay like it was just outside the box but then you're thinking well it's going to be a free kick or a free kick and a red card and the, it, neither of those things so it just made just made no sense really but um yeah for henderson the uh the ball for the winner was absolutely beautiful brilliant pass forwards um we obviously had a we've had a lot of success in the last uh, in the last six weeks or so with that quick ball forwards and yeah that was just a brilliant pass he played to Mane. Um, for the winner, and a lovely, uh, lovely bit of skill for, by Mane on the on the turn to turn it around the corner to Firmino, who uh, yeah had the had the composure to turn inside, put the def- defender and the goalkeeper on the backside and slot it in. Um, I was really pleased for uh, Firmino as well to get the goal because it's clear that this p- tournament in particular is it is really really um, important to uh, to the South Americans. So yeah, for for Bobby to get the winner was uh, was brilliant, and yeah. Club World Champions to add to be to the uh, European Super Cup and the uh, European uh, and the European Cup as well, and yeah, pretty sure we're going to need uh, another um, another extension to the trophies uh, that are etched on the uh, Melwood Melwood Wall. Mark Baker reflecting on the Club World Cup final. So first of all, obviously just touching on Liverpool winning the competition, fantastic. I think if you're going to go over there. And you're going to put more miles on the players in terms of air miles. 
you're going to put more miles on the clock in terms of fatigue in your legs. I think you have to then go there and win it. And I, thought, I felt it proved difficult to, to, to achieve that, really, for Liverpool. Um, quite in keeping with a lot of the season in that they didn't have to... Well, they, do, they aren't playing particularly well, but such is the level of detail in terms of the coaching and the structure of the side that Klopp has, has built up has meant that Liverpool now are in a position where such is the discipline uh, in all areas of the pitch. The game is never away from them. They're always in reach, in reach of the results. And then they're always capable of, with their attacking functions of play, creating opportunities within the game, which gives them the opportunity to go from drawing to winning them. So, really important that they won, I felt. And obviously a magnificent um, achievement to be able to do it in the co- in the larger context of how they've got into the Club World Cup final and how they were qualified for the for the final today. Just wanted to touch on the main part of me voice clip today, which I felt Joe Gomez was excellent in the game, but for me, the best player by some distance in the game was, was Jordan Henderson. I'm a massive Henderson fan, always have been. Was quite firm on the belief that it cost Liverpool five, six years ago when they were going for the league title, the sending off. He was magnificent that season, playing as a right interior, uh, inside right position. Brilliant in terms of his off the ball running when the side were in possession to create space for others in which to play in. And then also, without the ball, his drive, his energy to be able to cover the channel in which he operated that right channel from out from into out, covering the full back position as well, even in the narrow diamond. Such was his athleticism. Big miss, and I felt it cost Liverpool. And obviously his career's gone on then. He's gone on to play in an anchor position for a few years, which I felt he adopted really well too. I felt he was a good performer in the role. Quite comfortably can receive the ball in them deeper areas and attempt to build the game and offer support for the the man on the ball and circulate. No problem with that. Obviously, Fabino's come in, who's excelled in the role. And then we've seen at the back end of last season, Henderson moving into his his older position that I've just talked about, that right interior position again. And we've seen all the old traits come back in terms of his his movement to try and get into the penalty area and and that work right to press high and win the ball high and the amount of times Henderson within a game is in the right position to be able to steal possession or suffocate the opposition and, and get and get a nick in and press effectively is so underrated. But what's even more underrated is his technical ability. And some of the nonsense that gets spouted about that he doesn't play forward, he hasn't got this in his game, he hasn't got that. He's got plenty in his game. In the most part of his game, his ball circulation in terms of providing support for the man on the ball is a player who knows what he's very good at and won't over-elaborate in trying to execute things that he, he can't quite do. And that's a great trait to have. It's one of the best traits to have because being a reliable midfield player for the club but he's far more than that I mean the idea that he doesn't play forward he's an excellent passer of a ball obviously in football there's different ways you can try and beat the opposition and play forwards you can go over you can go rounds or you can go through and Henderson can do all of them he's a very good crosser of a ball from the right hand side position he's a very good player in terms of being able to operate open up and play a, a ball over the top for the moving targets that Liverpool have in Salah and Man, Manny in particular. 
very good lofted balls with, with correct weight as well. And it gives Liverpool a different option. But also, as today, he's also got the ability to play directly through opposition. And, and the, the ball executed between the two centre-halves today was was perfect, really. And if it was another player, it'd be getting eulogised about. And it isn't the first time. He's done it on plenty of occasions. I remember one against Barcelona at the new Camp last season. He has most definitely got it into his locker. And that, coupled with everything else he brings to the side in terms of off the ball, his ability to win the ball back, all of them aspects mean he is an automatic choice for Liverpool. And anybody who tells me that he isn't, I really don't understand um, what they're watching, if I'm totally honest with you. So really pleased for him. And I think it just highlighted again, not only his technical ability, which is far, far underrated, but also his leadership, his communication, you can see on the field of play, never stops talking, never stops giving drive to the side. You know, I've had conversations with people where they turn out to me and they say, Jordan Henderson shouldn't be Liverpool captain. And I say, what insights have you got into the dressing room? In professional football, how would you know what goes on? And the fact that the man is picked by so many top sides, top managers in terms of internationally and also at his club and chosen as the leader of that team should speak all you need to know. And I think the players reflect that as well in how they talk about him. And I think it was just shown again today. So really happy for Liverpool, really happy for the manager, really happy for a top midfield player who doesn't always get the credit he deserves. Mark Baker with his impassioned praise of Jordan Henderson here on the post-game pod, following on from Matt Whitty. Well, surely it's now time to lay to bed the myth of Henderson not passing forward. Of course, it was he who found Mane who put it on for Firmino to, of course, get the all-important goal. And maybe time now to recognise Henderson as a Liverpool great. Well, let's dive back into the Blood Red Podcast Facebook group and a few more to get through. Daniel Stoneham says, You can cheat, you can foul, you can do your worst, but you will not break this team. Liverpool FC, I love you. And Nathan Madsen says, So glad Joe Gomez is looking back to his best self again. Seems strange celebrating a trophy when all I can think about is Leicester. Sure, the feeling of being the official best team in the world will sink in over the next few days. On a side note, is anyone starting to cry? Craven out-and-out goalscorer should Liverpool have wrapped this game up earlier. And Bob O'Hanlon says Club World Cup champions. Sounds good, doesn't it? Well, knowing how the football authorities love to milk as much as they can out of these things, does anyone know who we might now be drawn against in the Interplanetary Shield Cup Trophy Plate League competition? Well, that would be some spectacle having conquered Earth. The Reds now on to conquer the rest of the galaxy. Well, time now for our final two contributors of the night. Owen Thomas to take us out, following on from Sam Planche. Okay, so Liverpool versus Flamenco, and we've got the World Club Championship. And let's just remember that, you know, really in this country you have to be Champions League winners to to, uh, get in this. And people are expecting us to, uh, to put a team up in the Carabao Cup. And everyone country are giving them royalties and the weeks off and everything all around this. We've got our country saying, you should be turning off at the Carabao Cup. Well, you know what, we would if you let us, but we can't play the day before. It's absolutely ridiculous. So this is the one cup that Liverpool have never won. So it's like a prestige cup. It's not like a, a cup where anyone can win, like the, the Carabao League Cup. It, it, it's a cup where you have to be absolute champions of Europe to get in from this side of the fence. 
So we've gone over there and did a good side. And I don't think we played very well in the semi-final, by the way. But tonight we started very well. We could have had two or three goals. Mino missed an absolute sitter. Keith had a bit of a harder one and there was other chances. Then they got a bit of a, a strong hold on again. They got a lot of Brazilians there. He had a lad who scored 47 goals in Brazil and all that. Yeah, we know all that. Second half we started very well. Um, could have scored a couple more. Um, and I thought dominated the second half, to be honest with you. You know, and the referee was the soldiers. I mean, I, you know, I, I seen the, I've seen other World Club finals where we lost one nil. Rafa Benitez, and we have three goals disallowed. And I, I've watched them three goals back, and I still don't know what any of them three goals are disallowed for. By the way, so you're always a bit suspect, shall we say, at these kind of things. And um, talking about suspect, how about the BBC and? Uh, how come we don't show the cup getting lifted on the telly? Just goes to Michael McIntyre. What's all that about? Absolutely ridiculous. You know, we're just the world champion. And, you know, I'll I tell you what, if it was my, if it was my new or anyone, would this have happened? You know, when they won it, did, did that get shown? Someone tell me because this is ridiculous. It's the first time Liverpool Football Club and what everyone like, what everyone, whether they like it or not, we're the most successful club in this country. We won six European Cups and 18 league titles. And multiple League Cups, FA Cups, Super Cups, World Club Cups now, Charity Shields, you name it, Carabao Cups, whatever. We've won a lot. We've won the absolute lot. And, you know, tonight... By the way, let's have an analysis of the game. Joe Gomez, brilliant. Jordan Anderson, absolutely brilliant. Naby Keita, brilliant. Keita was doing a lot off the ball that I haven't seen him do. Winning little tackles, getting his toe in. Anderson, determination, dictating play, spraying the ball, playing long balls, involved in the goals. Brilliant. And I think the last five or six games he's matured. I've been a criticism of him, but the last five or six games he's, he's matured. Joe Gomez, brilliant. Van Dyke was nowhere near fit, but what he did do, he organised the defence tonight, and Gomez done all the running. Fair play to Van Dyke, even at 50%, you know, he showed up. Liverpool are world champions now, and um, I, don't, I, just, I, I just don't think they get the character they deserve, and... Uh, you know, there's millions of people out there who are going to have to wait ages to see the Hendo shuffle. And, that, that, you know, and lift the cup and that, that's what I don't like. And um, I think these broadcasters have got a bit of a look at themselves. The main thing is, don't care about any telly. The mighty Reds are the world champions, the European champions. And if they play game by game, they've got a very good chance of being the Premier League champions. What an absolute club this is and what a manager this Lagan club is. It's a boss time to be a Red and embrace it. Good night. Hello, this is Owen from Cop On Podcast. Liverpool Football Club. Woo! Too strong, too quick, too fit, too classy and just too darn skillful.
We are the champions of the world for the very first time, and it feels lovely. I have to admit, before this competition started, I was totally blasé about it, you know, flying all the way to Qatar when we're in the middle of an intense title push seemed as inconvenient as Jürgen being told he needed to drive down to the Asda in Cornwall for his bratwurst. However, by the end of that match, I was, I'm sure you were as well, drooling like a dog as Hendo lifted yet another trophy aloft. Ooh, lovely. Champions League winners, Super Cup winners, and now Club World Cup winners, Everton and the teenagers on Twitter are going to be well jealous. But at what cost? Oxlade-Chamberlain on crutches is a very sad and worrying sight indeed, especially after all his injury hardships. I wish him all the very, very best, of course, as you do. Going back to the match itself, though, all the stats show that we deserved to win. We had more shots, more good chances, more dangerous attacks. We stopped them really well. And despite the clever tactics of Georges Jesus, who nullified Trent and Robbo very well, I thought, uh, you just can't stop Jürgen's juggernaut can you the juggernaut the kings of europe now kings of the world and in this topsy-turvy world we're not even kings of england yet but hopefully we will be before too long this is owen from cop on podcast feeling like a champion a champion of the world Owen Thomas and Sam Planch closing the show here on the post-game podcast. A historic night as the Reds conquered the world. For more on Liverpool winning the FIFA Club World Cup for the very first time, head over to our YouTube channel. There's all sorts on there for you to indulge in over on the Blood Red channel. And also, if you'd be so kind to subscribe over there or leave us a rating or review here, wherever you do listen to your podcasts, that would also be very much appreciated. All that's left for me to say is thank you for your time and company here on Postgame. Until next time, it's bye for now. You've been listening to the Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel.